What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chicago everywhere, check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears. Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the full go. Love the full go. The full go. The full go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. This is a special, special episode, okay? I, I want it titled a special episode. You know how back in the day you, you watch those uh, those sitcoms or those you know, those, those shows, and you're like, oh, on a very special episode of The Fresh Prince, you know? And, and next thing you know, Carlton doing speed and doing the running man and shit like that. This is a big, yeah. What the... When you think about it, right? Like, that man got his stomach pumped and, and it just went on about his business. <laughs> like, like the, we don't need to get my man into a program, nothing. Like, he's just going to let Carl go back to school on Monday after just, just down his speed for a couple of days in a row so he can have energy to go to a dance? Yeah? No? No? Okay, whatever. I know that's not why you called. Yeah, you can laugh it up, Kyle, because this is not going to be a serious podcast. I will tell y'all that now. If y'all have gone everywhere else shout out to the pods that i listen to the under the center podcast shout out to you know my my crew my guys my dogs step through um shout out to hogan johns i listen to their pod you know i'm gonna get in trouble now for like all the bears pods that i don't listen to yo shout out to the bigs herb howard and all them boys and 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 of course my man barbara uh my man <laughs> My man, Barbara Chair Scott. Uh, the reason I'm laughing, y'all, is because what y'all want me to do with what we just watched? What y'all want me to do with it? 
I sat down for three hours. Listen, Monday Night Football is still, you know, national primetime games. It still means a little something to me as a Bears fan. It still means like, oh, look, my team gets to be showcased. And many years, <laughs> it has not felt like my team should be getting showcased. And the end result was my team getting clowned because nationally televised games have had a bad connotation for Bears fans around my age for a very long time. And ladies and gentlemen, boy, did we get a humdinger of a game on Monday Night Football between the Bears and the Vikings. I don't know what the fuck that was. I, and, and I'm not being facetious. I'm, I'm, you know, the jokes will continue. Don't get me wrong. We're going to have fun on this one. But seriously, I've been, I, I hate to always say my age because it makes me feel older, especially when I look into the young face of a Kyle Williams. Like I've been, I've been doing this now since Kyle Williams was three years old okay so i've been through so many stages of bears offensive football i've been through the gary croton stage i've been through the ron turner stage i've been through the john shoop stage and don't you worry we're gonna get back to old shoot 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 it oop we're going to get back to him. But I've been through a, I've seen a lot of different stages, a lot of different faces, right? I've seen Cordell Stewart play action, handoff to a running back and then throw the screen pass right to the back to the running back before that was cool. Like I've seen all those things happen. I've seen Henry Burris run around and, 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 and land in Bourbon and, start talking to everybody who had a recorder and a microphone and a camera. And, and we was like, Oh shit, this dude is about to be cold. Henry Burns got out there. Couldn't play dead. Went back to the CFL and was like, you know, the second coming of Warren moon up there again. I've seen everything under the sun when it comes to bears offense, ladies and gentlemen, Luke Getze with Justin Fields at his disposal call 46% of his past plays that were either at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. We're going to get into everything, the turnovers, the missed tackles, the decisions, <laughs> the broadcasting, the defense, the defense, shout out to the defense, the injuries, but I just want to start with the ineptitude that Luke Getze is being allowed to operate through and with is astounding to me. Absolutely astounding. You have play callers all over this beautiful nation of ours with NFL headsets on who are being questioned ad nauseum, left, right, in every which way. And since the Bears aren't national fodder, Luke Getsy just gets to fly beneath that radar and only get it from the local yokels like myself and other Bears fans who think like me. And speaking of the Bears fans who think like me, y'all, Justin Fields isn't perfect. Justin Fields isn't refined. He isn't a polished diamond. But I'm going to tell y'all something, man. If y'all think that that young man is a bad quarterback then you're just wrong 
Because the people who are saying he's a great quarterback, I don't think have said that for a while, if at all. But the ones who think he is bad, just look at tonight. Just look at tonight. Yeah, we gonna talk about the two fumbles at the end. Can't have it. Can't have it. The throw that he missed to DJ Moore early after apparently suffering uh, quite the head injury. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you get Justin Fields getting that Cam Newton pocket love these days, boy. Remember, remember when Cam, like surely before and then after the MVP season, where it's like, nah, that's a running back. You can do whatever the hell you want to him in the pocket. Justin gets no no love in the pocket. D- d- none, none, none. And it's cool because because I don't want to be that fan. You know, like I let the fans who don't have a platform and a microphone say that to me. So I won't be that one projecting that because you know how it looks. It never looks good for us when we like when you when you talk about the refs is losers lament to me. That's what it feels like. That's what it sounds like. But I understand exactly where all y'all are coming from when it comes to how he is officiating, how he is allowed to be physically, physically thrown around and attacked while in the pocket. But the fumbles can't happen. The fumbles can't happen. Simple as that. The missed throws, the two that, that we're talking about, the one to Darnell Mooney and the one to DJ Moore, can't happen. They can't happen. But if you are sitting back after this 12-10 affair where Justin Fields started the game for 14 for 17, had a little bit of a rhythm going, Finished 27 for 37 for 217 yards, 87.3. Always want to be in the 90s, right, in terms of your quarterback rating. Now let's talk about the play calling and who was blocking for Justin Fields tonight. Lucas Patrick was doing the lean back all night long. I just heard I heard I heard Fat Joe and then I heard Remy come in. Like I heard the entire three-minute song. Every play. Every play. Like, I was waiting for him to be in just some pastel leathers, just, you know, with the the baggy, baggy jeans and and a fresh pair of Tim's, just doing the lean back all night. Lucas Patrick was getting that sweet, sweet, sweet love made to him at the point of attack this evening. And then Braxton Jones. Listen, Justin, if, if not for a play's sake, for your sake, get rid of the football. I go back to the Cosby show and I know we ain't supposed to be mentioning Bill Cosby and I'm not mentioning Bill Cosby in any, you know, great light right now, but I go back to the Cosby show and there was an episode where Rudy was learning how to play football. And I always thought to myself, cause I either heard it on the Cosby show or NFL films from John Facenda. And that's how screwed up my youth was is that I had two soundtracks in life. Pretty much John Facenda of NFL films and Bill Cosby. But They don't want you. They want the football. Justin Fields has to understand. You got to get rid of that rock. People might not be as open as you'd like them to be, but you got to get rid of it. And you got to get rid of it to a place where it will not be picked off. He's done a pretty good job of that the last few weeks, I'd say. The problem is the ball security. Justin Fields <laughs> thinks that Justin Fields is the best player out there on the field, which you want your quarterback to think. And that's how you want your quarterback to walk into a room. That's how the man carries himself in good times and in bad times. But he's got to understand that you might be the coldest one on the field, but they're a lot bigger, stronger, and faster ones. And they have got running starts when it comes to this offensive line. You got to get rid of that pill, brother.
It's as simple as that. You have to get rid of the rock. Now, let's talk about how this game started off. Huh? It was a tight end bubble screen to start the football game. Because Lord knows, you know, if you've been listening to this pod, Lord knows how, how much I have uh, extolled the virtues of Cole Komet's athleticism. You know, I, how, 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 uh, how, how uh, proficiently he is, is swift and nimble and, and breaks tackle after tackle. What are we doing? A bowl screen to the tight end to start the fucking game? And then, and then... <laughs> You you say, you know what? <laughs> I haven't called enough of those today. By my count, on screen eight, I was like, well, maybe now you should start to do something else off of that. There were so many screens and so many throws that had no air yards under them. Louis Riddick. Louis Riddick sat there and, and said something that I thought not only was profound, but it's something that, that should be really looked into. We're in week 12, right? Week 12 of the third year of this quarterback's career, does he have audible autonomy? Did, did like, can he get out of plays? Has he made it to the, through the levels of the Luke Getzey offense and trust circle that he can get out of things? Because if he can, then we got something different cooking. But if he can't, and he's just going to the line with one or maybe two plays called, and before that thing shuts off in his ear with 15, 14 seconds left on the play clock, and you saying, hey, this is where we're going? Come on. That is not a game plan that's going to beat any NFL team. It beat the Vikings because, let's face it, Josh Dobbs came back down to earth. But um bump Y'all, boy, y'all can't wait to tell me how smart somebody is when y'all know they about to beat themselves at the quarterback position. Shout out to Josh Dobbs. And by the way, I think the Pastronaut is a uh, a terrific, terrifically clever uh, nickname. I saw that on ESPN. He looks like the astronaut tonight, though, because, boy, he looked bad. And his line didn't play well either. Shout out to the Bears defense, man. Bears defense did exactly what they were supposed to do. Montez Sweat now has earned his money every week that he's been a Bear seemingly. Not only getting pressure, but forcing sacks into other players' arms. You know, Demarcus Walker benefited from the slide protection on that last interception that Josh Dobbs threw because they're trying to make sure that Montez Sweat is blocked up. Like, I'm not calling him Julius Peppers, not at all. But we've seen this before when a guy has that kind of gravity, that kind of pull in a 4-3 defense. Obviously, it's different. We've seen Cleo Mack run a 3-4 and go crazy, right? But when you don't know where the linebacker is coming from, more times than not, you knew Cleo Mack was rushing. But if he dropped back, no. 4-3 defensive end, put your hand in the ground, go get it. Julius Peppers, when he was acquired, was that kind of physical specimen that had so much gravity that slide protections would happen and next thing you know guys on the other side are getting one-upped and if you get a good move in and 45 60 you know pass rush snaps then (laughs) you get a sack because you're playing on the other side of that dude i think montez sweat has that kind of gravity and shout out to the Bears secondary because this was a very physical and handsy game. I mean, there were so many penalties in the secondary and they kept playing the same way physically. Now, the Eddie Jackson touchdown, well, the cover two touchdown that was allowed to, to TJ Hawkinson down the middle of the field. That, that I um 
I'm gonna have to watch the game again to to really really break down who aired on that because when a guy <laughs> when a guy has the route concept that TJ Hawkinson they they drew that play up for, to get TJ Hawkinson open. They had, I believe it was K.J. Osborne sit down right in front of Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds doesn't fall back anymore into the zone. You've got two deep safeties. You're thinking who's got the middle. Eddie Jackson ends up the closest man to the situation. Like, I'm looking forward to talking to Alex Brown about that tomorrow so we can really get down to the nitty-gritty of, you know, what happened in this situation. But, man, the Bears defense played their ass off against a quarterback who – Let's face it, it's a backup quarterback. Josh Dobbs looked like a backup quarterback. Like, this is all you want backup quarterbacks to do is to get you in and out of maybe three or four weeks. Any, any, anything more than that, your season is in peril if you've got a quarterback worth a damn anyway. So if, if your quarterback goes down for five or six weeks and you got a backup in there, then you hoping you get out of that with two and four, three and three at best. And that kind of stretch can doom you in the NFL. But not this NFL this year because – the Colts is six and five and in the hunt, which is wild to me because the Colts shouldn't be anybody's in the hunt team. But this, this game tonight, I, I have seen a whole bunch of offensively challenging games to watch. This shit was terrible. You know, I made the joke on Twitter about Iowa, you know, his first and second string offenses, just alternating drives up and down the field. That's all it looked like. And shout out to the end of the game, by the way, because, boy, y'all were out there. I've never seen a fan base that celebrates being right about their team getting the quarterback position wrong again. Fans can't wait to spike the ball on. Oh, well, I told you he's bad. I got all the Justin Fields is going to choke this thing away, and he's not the guy. And, you know, you know, every, y'all's favorite rapper and this pod's favorite rapper as well. Freddie Gibbs is on my phone talking about, you know, he like him, and, but this ain't it. Listen, man, the plays that he made, the Justin Fields plays, I can't wait to see this dude with a little bit of sprinkling of competent coaching. And and we think coaching is just play calling or they no. It's how you teach receivers. It's how you teach linemen. It's the fundamentals. It's the things and the and the, the foundational pieces and techniques that you employ that only your offense will work with. It's what that back foot should look like when you hit that you know top step in the in the in the drop. Is where your head should be and how your head can get there faster. Obviously, there's a disconnect. And I'm going to be honest with you. If we have two parties that you have to line up side by side, you'd be a fool as a Bears fan to say, you know what? Luke Getze is the person that I'm going forward with if I had to choose. Between Luke Getze and Justin Fields, yeah, Luke Getze, he's the talented one. And we've seen this before. When we've seen coordinators have have lesser talent, and we go, ah, that dude with the headset on is the talented one. I dare you to look me in the eyes or hear me coming through the speakers or the AirPods, wherever you're listening to us at. I dare you as a Bears fan to say to me that Justin Fields is the least competent of the two at their gigs. I dare you. And this game, right there for you. Fourth and 10, they're going for it. Who makes the play? Who makes the play? Justin Fields makes the play. A dark to cold commit. 
the first 10 plays or so, they, they, they trying to move the pocket. They trying to get out of, you know, and, and, and attack the perimeter. And then the rest of it was scramble drill stuff. Like, that's the other thing. It's not like he went 14 for 17 with clean pockets. The reason why there wasn't a lot of air yards on anything that weren't called screens is because he had to check down everything because the damn offensive line was not stable enough. So come on, man. What are we really talking about here? I hope Justin Fields has himself a terrific career. Will it be as a Chicago Bear? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But I'm looking forward to seeing what that dude looks like with an eye that's better than Luke Getzey's. Simple as that. It's, it's, it's a results-based business. They got to win tonight against a team that's not very good. Brian Flores was coming throwing everything at him. The kitchen sink. You knew what you were going to get tonight in terms of pressure. And the, the hot reach, the side adjustments, the things that normal offenses are, look like they have, the ones that I watch outside of the Bears, <laughs> for whatever reason, it didn't look like the Bears were capable already. This is a game that they should have lost. If Josh Dobbs is any other competent quarterback, oh, come on, man. This is, this is a game they, they, they probably lose 17 to 10, 17 to 9, something like that. Quarterback pulled the win out of his ass at the end there. I, y'all, I know y'all don't want to talk about game-winning drives. This is the third one of his career. And, oh, by the way, congratulations to Matt Eberflus on getting his first divisional win as a Chicago Bears head coach. Only took him a couple of years, but congrats, bro. Congrats. Yeah. Y'all, y'all want to keep telling me who, who, who the prodigy isn't, but who the teachers are. Nah, man. Nah. I, 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 I trust my instincts a little bit better than that. This kid is not a bad quarterback. In fact, I think, I think there's enough there to have him be a very explosive, very good quarterback. Maybe, just maybe, his career won't be long because of some of the hits he takes. But I think there's certain things like, I'm sorry, that, that last fumble, that last fumble was him saying, to hell with this, I just got to make a play, and just took off. The first fumble, if I'm not mistaken, because the, the order of the fumbles was the one in the pocket where Roshan Johnson you know, got bull rushed and he had to step up into a pocket. That, you know, he stepped right into the rush on the right-hand side. And that's the other thing, too. You know, we talk about rookie running backs a lot, and, and I try to mention this every time we talk about rookie running backs. There is no drill at the NFL scouting combine to test for pass blocking uh, aptitude. And you can go back to college tape all you want, but more times than not, the dudes who are running for big yards in big programs like Texas, they're running for big yards in big programs like Texas. There's not a whole lot of blitz pickups. There's not a whole lot of pass block responsibilities. There's not a whole lot of dialed up exotic blitzes that they have to identify immediately. That's not the case. So once you get a rookie running back out there, there is going to be a chance that maybe just maybe he can't pick up the blitz, but he was running the ball so well, you know, he, he, for whatever reason, Khalil Herbert, these last couple of weeks just ain't been it. 
And Deontay Foreman, his injury has hurt this team. They played complimentary football because Roshan Johnson was picking up enough yardage on the ground. He was picking up enough. He was making enough plays in the passing game as well, just didn't make them in pass protection. And in one possession games, and hell, in, in, in games where only one touchdown is scored for three hours of football, those things matter. So, yeah, you can put this all on Justin if you want. The win or what should have been the loss. All I know is I have never seen anything like that in my life. I don't want to see it again. Lou Getze, if you're not listening to anybody else, understand that Ryan Poles having to tell the head coach that you have to have the best talent on the field in the winning time moments means that there's room for improvement for everybody. And 46% of this young man's pass attempts being at or behind the line of scrimmage, unacceptable. It's unacceptable NFL play calling. If he ain't shit, allow him to show us he ain't shit. Throw the football down the field, make him read defenses, or get him out the pocket and do what he does best. Just a thought. Just a thought. But thank you, Minnesota Vikings. Thank you, Chicago Bears. Let's never, ever do that again. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when your first $5 money line bet wins. We got Thursday night football in the Big D, Seattle versus the Cowboys. The casual betting brothers, your man Jason, and of course Kyle, and Chris, and Tony, and Steve, and everybody down with the Full Go Podcast. We got you covered, all right? We got a same game parlay for you. We got the over in this one. Dak Prescott has been hot as a firecracker and of course Geno Smith is good for putting up points on the road so I got the over 46 and a half we have the over in Cowboys total points at 27 and a half and we got the Cowboys covering the spread minus eight and a half at the crib like I said Dak Prescott has been outstanding CD Lamb has been playing his tail off and that Dallas Cowboys offense is running like a well-oiled machine right now and we also got the over for the Seattle Seahawks because if we go in with the over 46 and a half then we definitely go with the over for 17 and a half for the Seattle Seahawks. Once again, that's over for the total game. That's over for the Cowboys total points. That's over for the Seattle Seahawks total points. And we got the Cowboys covering the spread minus eight and a half. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. You got the live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the brand-new Explore tab. You can dive into the Parlay Hub, the best way to find the most popular parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash FullGo. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. The full goal with Jason Goff. You know, speaking of coaching, David Tepper is a madman. <laughs> Six coaches in what the last four years? Uh, they fired Frank Reich, and and if you're Luke Getzey or Matt Eberflus, you, you got to understand, Frank Reich is more respected around the NFL than either one of those guys are, and you could just tell by the way this news has been disseminated from the likes of Adam Schefter, and like you can always tell like whose agent is like, hey, uh, this crazy ass owner is out here firing people again. You know what I mean? Like you, could, you, could, you know, tell us why, Adam. This is a horrible job for anybody to take. Oh, I, I can't wait to tell you. Let me just look at my phone real quick and tell you exactly what this agent has told me about this terrible situation in Carolina. No, but yeah, they they trying to get a jump on Ben Johnson, but apparently Ben Johnson last year was like, I don't want that job. So if I'm that Eberflus and I'm Luke Getze and I'm watching not just my situation, but the current landscape of the NFL, there are teams lining up to go get whoever the next offensive play caller, offensive genius is. And those teams have young quarterbacks and, and, and Bryce young apparently was being held back by Frank Reich. And there's a whole, whole lot going on in Carolina. Cause apparently David Tepper uh, pounded the table and you really don't have to pound the table. When you're an owner, right? But pretty much was like, Hey, y'all, drafting Bryce Young, even though Josh McCown and Frank Reich and some others in that organization may have wanted, rumors-wise, allegedly may have wanted C.J. Stroud, and now those guys are getting fired uh, while having to maybe coach a guy they didn't want. If I'm Luke Getze, and I'm Matt Eberflus, hey, you better make this boy look good. Now, I know Matt Eberflus is doing the best he can on the defensive side. And by the way, he's called a couple of you know decent games in these last couple. You know, I mean, the Detroit thing, you know, listen, you take the ball away as many times they did over the last two weeks. I can't really fault the defense, but be aware, survey the scene, fellas. There are teams that are getting ready to line up to hire people who might be replacing you and frankly should be replacing you. So if I'm them, and especially if I'm Luke Getze, I'm trying to put Justin Fields in every position possible to show that, hey, either I can bring him along or he is the problem. And throwing that many screens and throwing that many short passes, I know if you can't block it, you can't run it. That's why this thing is, that's why this thing is so complicated because you've got all that money that's sitting on the bench and Cody Whitehair, who you pretty much have to use in a rotation now because you've, you've settled in on Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis being your guards. He can't play left tackle. You've got a guy out there in Braxton Jones, who I think is at best a rotational tackle at best. He's guarding the blind side of your, of your future of your franchise, supposedly in Justin Fields. And then you got a guy in Lucas Patrick who just followed the money, man. Like he's paid like a backup. And he's, he's now being asked to be the center. And, and I don't think we put enough stock into this. He's not being asked to be the center for a young quarterback in an offense that people have only been in for a year at most two. So he's got to do a whole bunch of calls at the line. Like he's got to, he got to play above his pay grade. If I'm Luke Getze, I'm sitting there like, Hey man, 
<laughs> I gotta make I gotta make this look as good as I possibly can because there are people out here who are who are sought after <laughs> for head coaching positions that are play callers. And get me up out the paint. So to continue to see Justin Fields I, I misuse, and then when he has bad plays, we're like, oh, he sucks. Well, guess what? Guess what happened before the the, the first fumble? It was a screenplay on second and ten. It was the final screen of the game, by the way. And shout out to DJ Moore, too, because he, you know, he got his ass beat this game. You know, Justin threw a couple murder rocks out there. And that's the thing. Justin is nowhere near perfect. Nowhere near perfect. But I think there's enough there. You know, I'm I'm of that Josh Allen mind where it's like, hey, the first two years is rough, but you know, put some more around him and, you know, the, the more, you know, find the Stefan Diggs of play callers, right? Find the, find the Dawson Knox of, of head, well, not head coaches. No, no, no don't, don't do that. But find the Stefan Diggs, I guess, of head coaches, right? Like Stefan Diggs arrives in Buffalo, all of a sudden Josh Allen turns into, you know, everything that Peyton Manning and and and, and Tom Brady and, and Cam Newton all rolled in one. Like the dude looked unstoppable for a year and a half, two years. Now they can't stop using him because they think he's unstoppable and he has to be their entire offense. He plays his ass off against the Philadelphia Eagles and goes home with the loss because Jalen Hurts is unflappable. I'm gonna put it to you like this, y'all. Going into their respective drafts, Justin Fields is a better prospect than Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts has shown you throughout his high school, college, and now professional career, there's something to be said for just being a flat-out winner, dog. Like, there's something to to you being the best decision-maker on the field, uh, one of the best athletes on the field, and also having uh, an IQ that I think is off the charts. Like, I don't think we give, you know, we, we talk about Jalen Hurts, how much he squats all the goddamn time. Like, let, let's, let's talk about the things that he is dissecting out there and the plays that he is making while injured, by the way. Like, he is everything. He is the consummate quarterback, the, the consummate modern quarterback in the NFL. Like, I love Lamar Jackson as much as the next guy, but Jalen Hurts gets in between the tackles, yards, and touchdowns. That is a that that is a feat, man. So I believe Justin Fields can be that. Now, obviously, Jalen Hurts' clock is a lot different. Right? His release is a lot quicker. Um, but Jalen Hurts got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and you know and Lane Johnson and Travis Kelsey, or Jason Kelsey, I should say, right. You know, you got the Mulatalo. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Dude at the guard position, like they 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 got a brick over there. And who know who'd have thought that Nick Sirianni after that press conference, like go go find somebody that's gonna lose the press conference maybe when you hire your next coach. Because Nick Sirianni was a dude who we were all like, hey, this this dude ain't got it all. He this is gonna be bad for the Eagles. And he just happened to be the, the kind of coach that fans love because he's that, you know, rah-rah dude talking shit. But he's also he's also a, seemingly a damn good football coach, too. So all those things lend to why Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts right now. So to watch Carolina do what they did and pretty much assure themselves of the top two or three pick in the draft – because now that thing is in shambles. They have they fired everybody 
They fired Deuce Staley. They, they fired the quarterback. Like, they fired everybody on the offensive side of the football that was influencing Bryce Young and that offense. So now, you're starting from scratch. Now you got guys who are trying to just prove themselves and try to get a gig. And sometimes that goes well, but more times than not, you know, that interim tag is slapped on you for a reason. So you've got Carolina pretty much assuring you that you can build now around this dude if you remove, <laughs> if you remove the lack of imagination, flexibility, um, uh, adaptivity, all those things from the offensive side of the football, play calling side of the football, and also just let's keep it funky. Matt Eberflus does not seem like a big-time NFL head coach. He just doesn't. He doesn't. So what Stephon Diggs was to Josh Allen, maybe, just maybe, whatever this number one and number six and number one and number five picks will be, maybe that can be that for Justin Fields. And if it's pie in the sky, then fine. If y'all think that, that he's terrible and can't play football, that's fine. But all I know is these guys that are with this team now shouldn't be allowed to taint, tamper with, or devalue whatever the next asset is at the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. It's still crazy to me, Jay, that they don't even try to throw it deep until they absolutely have to, despite Justin being, that's his best quality. Yeah, and they can't block it up. I, I still, I still, I'm still like befuddled at how like you don't see a lot of max protections you don't see a lot of look like you got a, you got a real aggressive ball um uh tracker in 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 DJ Moore. Like that that dude I don't want to call him a go up and get it guy, right? Cuz there's <clears throat> there's not a whole bunch of those still left in the league to be honest with you. But there obviously there's there's athletic dudes like there's the big wide receivers, but he's he's an aggressive attacker of the ball, dog. You max that thing up, send him, maybe committing another guy out in the route and say, hey, did we just, somebody going to have to win because we're going to have enough time to get something open. And you you, you actually employ some route concepts that might get dudes open. You take two or three of those shots a game, I promise you one is going to get you a pass interference, if not a touchdown. Like that, Like those are the things where, you know, I, I don't want to play armchair quarterback and armchair coach, but – it, it just looks different in other places. It just looks different. Yeah, the, the fact that you're not attacking an entire section of the defense, whether it's middle, intermediate, or middle long, that, that's troubling, man. That's troubling. And the times that you do, guys got to execute. You know, Tyler Scott's got to catch that ball last week. So, I, you know, it sucks because I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be a decent player, man, but I don't, I, I, I fear that it won't be here. And, you know, I'm not going to call him Greg Maddox, right? Because Greg Maddox won a Cy Young before he went to Atlanta and had a Hall of Fame all-time career. I'm not calling Justin Fields that, but you hate to, especially at that position, you hate to have some talent there and just let it go away because you didn't employ the correct people to actually um, allow for the development and eval process to, to, to be thorough. Like it's just been a, it's just been an, a, a, a very 
simplistic evaluation process and development, whether it be from Matt Nagy to this situation. Like, you know, the Mitchell Trubisky thing, you can go back. If a guy can't play, I need to find out quickly. I need to know. Right? I need you to tailor everything to his strengths. So he'd be like, hey, <laughs> guy just can't play. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be shouldn't be in this quandary three years into a career. I shouldn't. Nor should this franchise. You gotta pay people. <laughs> you got starting over every four years is trash. Nobody wants to do that. So I, I I don't know why they can't attack the way other offenses attack even a couple of two, three, four times a game, whether it's his slow processor, whether it's um, not getting it blocked up, whether it's not even running it, whatever the case may be, this passing offense doesn't look the way that I think it could look. And I don't think as much of it is on the quarterback as everybody else does. Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. Do we even get a chance to talk about Jalen Johnson? <laughs> yo, nah. yo, yo, yo. <laughs> hey, I like I keep saying I want him to get paid more than anybody else does, but man, you can't drop pick sixes back to back weeks. And him falling He's making it hard. Yeah, uh, he him falling back into coverage and, and getting that first one, beautiful play. Beautiful play. Deke, the quarterback's eyes. Next thing you know, I'm falling back. He had Kyler Gordon. He knew he had help there, so he can fall back and cheat a little bit. And by the way, shout out to Kyler Gordon, who had himself like a whirlwind of a football game. That dude, first half, was getting every penalty imaginable. Then second half is is throwing his body every single way. And then the hamstring injury where Jordan Addison gets deep and forgets what part of the field he's on was crazy. Like, I was sitting there watching in real time like how does how does the person get that open and then i immediately was like don't tweet that because somebody's probably hurt look down as kyle gordon like the, the bears took a few blows tonight terrell smith who was in, involved in a lot of plays a lot of a lot of perimeter runs terrell smith he was a team leader in tackles when he got hurt so the Bears secondary while young and, and they went in there without tyreek stevenson tonight too so, you know, Elijah Hicks getting a lot of snaps, probably a lot more than Bears defense is comfortable with. Uh, Jaquan Brisker went down in this game tonight. Um, you know, th- th- that secondary is interesting because they're aggressive. They've got a couple of guys who I think are going to have some decent ball skills. Like, I think Kyler Gordon, once he settles in, you know, for like a good 10-game stretch without being hurt, which I know is a lot to ask for in the NFL, and I'm not being facetious. Like, you know, it's, it's a tough game to play, especially at that position when you have to be involved so close to the line of scrimmage, but also be able to backpedal and bail out and be, you know, with the, the pretty much the toughest assignment on the field, which is the slot receiver these days. So I understand how physical it, it can be and should be, but, man, that they were dropping like flies, and they stayed in it. Like, if, if the one play that wasn't made is the T.J. Hawkinson touchdown, then fine. You tip your hat. You give it, you, you tell me that you're going to give up 10 points in an NFL game. I'm telling you, you did your goddamn jobs. They did their jobs. You know, Jaquan Brisker I, I got himself a pick. Like, a defense gets that many takeaways. They did their jobs. 
Now, Jalen Johnson, hey, in a game where you know that offense is looking like the way they're looking, you got to pick that thing. Like, we have to take this back to early odds Bears defense. Y'all have to score or else this team ain't going to win. Until the quarterback comes along with more consistency, until the offense is just more creative, more imaginative. Like, I, I think that's my issue. And I hate to keep coming back to Lou Getze. He's just... He just doesn't have enough imagination for me, man. Like, I'm watching Mike McDaniel. I know. I know. I know. I know they've got Jalen Waddle. I know they got Tyree Kill. I know they got an awesome, awesome offensive line. I know they have game changers and, and, and burners at the running back position, which is, I think, you know, everybody's talking about what the Bears need. And yes, they need another tackle. Yes, they need a three technique. But man, they need somebody in that backfield who can strike fear in somebody's heart. Hey, Roshan Johnson is cool. You know, that, that is a plotter. There's a tough running back who's going to bust a couple of big runs and, and get caught. Deontay Foreman, journeyman running back. Khalil Herbert, after his injury, I don't see the juice there. They need somebody out of that backfield who can, who can take a wheel route 40, 50 yards and, and, t- and you know, bump his head on the goalpost. They need that kind of guy. And then those dudes aren't hard to find. Because Miami got three of them, damn near five of them, two on the practice squad. And I know, I know that's not the Miami offense, like I was alluding to earlier. But, man, I need to see more creativity. I need to see more imagination. And, and until then, this defense has to score. This defense has to be the best unit on the field. And I know Bears fans who are listening to this that want to do the tank win thing, fine. Cool. That's fine. You you already have the number one or two pick in this draft, okay? We got to find out who the fuck can play now. We got to find out, like, who you can actually say this dude can. Hey, TJ Edwards, last few weeks, hey, tip footballs, that's his business, right? You get turnovers because you're in the right place at the right time. Like, the cover two defense worked in the way that it's supposed to. You apply pressure, you pick your spots where you're supposed to, Javon Dexter Sr. and Zach Pickens have been playing better football as of late, right? So that defense worked the way it was supposed to against a quarterback. Now, this is the other thing, dog. Yeah, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. So now this is Frank Reich. <laughs> right? You know, my man from Washington got fired. Um, everybody that the Bears beat, their coach get fired, right? You know, so Kevin O'Connell. Hey, I like you. I do. <laughs> if the Minnesota Vikings want to go their separate ways, I would love to have him as an offensive coordinator for Justin Fields going forward. But <laughs> the omen is the omen. You get beat by the Bears this year, you should be fired. That's that that that's the plain and simple of it. Who have the Bears beaten this year, right? Raiders, right? They beat the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Did they yeah, right? Josh McDaniels, Audi five thousand. <laughs> Carolina. Frank Reich, hey, we ain't going to let you get up out of here. You got 12 games was enough. First season, Audi, get up out of here. You get beat by the Bears, it's time to go on home. Kevin has been cool. I love the quarterback special on Netflix as much as anybody else because I could tell it was palpable how how much my man Kirk Cousins pissed you off. But, man... That that whole thing, that whole Minnesota thing, that defense, Brian Flores is sending everything at all times. You know, Justin Jefferson is on the sidelines. Like, 
you know, how, how bad is that injury that this dude has missed this much time? That's the NFL offensive player of the year that's on the sideline now for weeks and weeks and weeks. And at some point, you know, talent wins. You know, AB talks about it every Tuesday. Talent wins. At some point, at some point, you can't just keep going to the Josh Dobbs, you know, Jordan Addison well. At some point, you, talent matters. And the Bears defense was more talented than the Minnesota Vikings offense. So I give Matty Refluce and I give the Bears defense credit. Now, that, that thing gets built out a little bit more. You might be cooking with gas. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at Tyreek Stevenson and Jalen Johnson going forward as, as the starting corners. I'm not mad at the safety combination. You know, Eddie Jackson, we either talking about Eddie Jackson making a big play or making a terrible play. It, it seems like there's nothing in between. I think Eddie Jackson, I think the Pro Bowl level Eddie Jackson is a guy that we probably won't see again, but I don't think Eddie Jackson is a terrible safety. I think Eddie Jackson makes enough plays where, you know, probably not as physical as people would like, but Jaquan Brisker does that for you. And then, you know, he's hurt. So he made a play tonight. Tremaine Evans, I thought, made a few plays tonight. Like, this was an overall, this was a defensive performance that you can't, you know, you can't brush over. So for everybody who wanted the tank win, I, listen, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers are helping you out. <laughs> you don't have to worry. If you want to draft Caleb Williams, if you want to draft Drake May, by the way, right now, if you're asking me tonight who I think is going to be the better pro prospect going forward, listen, Drake May and Caleb Williams, well, especially Caleb Williams, haven't looked too hot over the last month. You know what Justin Fields is as a ground level. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, getting his ass beat every week. Not looking like an NFL quarterback right now. So, you know, at the worst coach position in all the sports, I think, I think when you find the certain raw materials that, that this dude has and you build on that defense, all that you have to find out who can play. All that tank win stuff, cool. You already got that insured with the Carolina Panthers being ass right now. Just find out who can play. Find out who, who's, who the winners are. Find out who the playmakers are. Find out who stays in the game long enough for you to come back around. If you, that offense fought the game all game long. Kicking field goal after field goal, going forward in moments where it was a little head-scratching because that hadn't been the previous philosophies to go forward in those down and distances, in those yard markers. But they fought the game, and in the end, best players on the field made plays. Justin Fields to DJ Moore, the longest pass play of the night for the Bears, 36-yarder that pretty much sealed the game. Y'all worry about tank wins. I'm trying to figure out when's the next time this team's going to win, period. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Golf Podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. That's all the time we have for episode 320 of the Full Go Podcast. Want to thank everyone for hanging out with us. Uh, the voicemail line, actually, we have some voicemails. Um, so we, if we have any good ones, we'll, we'll tag them at the end of this thing. Right? And if they weren't good, then just know that this will be the last you hear of this pod. Okay? Well, not forever, but for this episode. Well, hopefully not forever. Uh, but thank y'all once again for listening to episode 320 of the Full Go Podcast uh, with Jason Goff. That's me. Uh, brought to you by The Ringer and, of course, Spotify is the gang. Want to thank our production staff, 
the exceptional one, Kyle Williams. It was only me and him hanging out tonight. I'm tired of giving credit to everybody else and them not being here. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Tony. I know Tony will be back next week for all you Tony Gill lovers out there. Well, there should only be one Tony Gill lover. Well, two now because he's got a baby and he's got a wife. You know, I guess his family could like him too. Uh, yeah, I guess for all the Tony Gill lovers, he'll be back. Uh, <laughs> our guy, Chris Sutton, he was with us in spirit tonight. And of course, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. Once again, the voicemail line is 773-359-3103. 773-359-3103. We thank you for following us on the socials. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us there. I'm on Twitter at Jason One golf uh it's kind of the show before and after the show pretty much you know my thoughts in written form i get to joust with uh bears fans and chicago sports fans alike who hate my thoughts but are forced apparently to listen to me time in and time out i truly truly appreciate y'all uh yeah and also might might have a little special appearance here locally this week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you abreast of that as well. Uh, thank you guys also for downloading this thing, sharing it with your family and friends. Truly appreciate that as always. This has been a, a, a cool couple of days, right? Personally, I got my kids picture day, picture back, and he uh, he's, you know, he takes absolutely nothing seriously, so it looks exactly how you think it would look. A, 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 just imagine a six-year-old me being told to smile when I don't want to, and that's that's when my kid gave the picture day people. So, you know, that made me smile. Got some good professional news. Got some really, 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 really good professional news yesterday. So. Shout out to that. Shout out to good news, right? I, I know people hear this pod and like, man, the Bears are bad. The Bulls are bad. The White Sox drove them crazy. Like, when does this man smile? No, I smile all the time. Thank you all for hanging out with us once again. Uh, thank you for sharing it with your family and friends. Um, thank you for... Um, Rating and reviewing us, right? Giving us the five stars you know we need. If not, we'll see you in the streets. Uh, until tomorrow when we bounce back with Alex Brown and hear what he has to say and, you know, how horrible Justin Fields is. You know, y'all know. Alex, Alex going to sing the same song and we're going to talk about that. Or maybe something will be different. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. That'll be a tease for you. So we'll talk to AB next pod about what he saw in Bears-Vikings Monday Night Football action. And we'll... We'll also get into some of this Bulls stuff because the Bulls get a chance now to face off against the Boston Celtics. If if things weren't already bad enough, they get they get a chance to face what might be the odds-on favorite right now to win the NBA championship. So we'll talk about Bulls Celtics. We'll talk about uh, the the Bears and Vikings with AB, and also listen to your voicemails pour in about Justin Fields and what you think of this Chicago Bears outfit. So until we talk to you tomorrow uh, this has been episode 320 thank you so much for hanging out with us as always we leave you with this take care of each other be safe and remember to stay sucker free we'll holler at you the full goal with jason golf hey this is alex from iowa luke getsy is an idiot send him into the sun justin field is the future but God, if he goes to Atlanta, I'm pulling the Jimmy Bowler and I'm following him. Bears are idiots. Look, man, this this is this is uh <laughs> this is one of the funniest wins, if you can call it that, that I think I've ever seen. And at the same time, I'm kinda happy that Justin Fields has a game winning drive. 
but I have no idea if he's still the guy, if he's not the guy. But I know he definitely should not come back. Everyone in the front office, if there's a way that you can get rid of the owners too, do that too. These guys suck. But yeah, I would like to see Justin Fields have one, just one season without a bozo or two bozos or a clown show running the whole damn thing. That's all I got to say. Hey, Jason, this is Nas in Milwaukee, a.k.a. the Black Jon Snow. First of all, Buck Lukeski and, and, and all that bullshit that he's calling, what do you call, like 18 different screens in the first half? What are we doing? Fire his ass. I don't give a care who you put in there to replace him. It could be West Side Mike for all I care. Lukeski just got to go. Fuck him. The second thing is, yeah, the defense is looking nice. Four takeaways, that's all good. But even clues, you got to go too. Get your ass out of here too. Get somebody else in there. Hire, uh, shit, Mel Tucker to coach this team for all I care. Get them the hell up out of here. That's all I got to say. Peace. Oh, shout out to Jay. Nice school pictures for today. Peace. Jason, this is Jerry from Minnesota taking your advice on uh, not or possibly waking up my kids with this phone call. Um, First of all, this is the most joyless win I've ever experienced as a Chicago fan. Like, Luke Getty should be fired, should have been fired at halftime. That said, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, that is that man's case for keeping his job. Whether it's Eberflus, whether it's Getty, what whoever needs to get fired, Justin Fields just needs to go to Ryan Poles and say, look, man, me and DJ Moore, we got a connection. Look at the the Denver game, the Washington game, Detroit. Look at this game, 11 catches on 13 targets, even through all the screen passes. Guess what? We delivered in the end. And Justin Fields just keeps delivering. All these games, everyone said, hey, Justin Fields can't deliver in the two minutes, can't deliver at the end of the game. What do you do today? In spite of Luke Getze, one of the game. He has every case to make to get Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Abers, Keon Coleman, Romeo Dunze, whatever it is in the draft, and say, Bill, keep throwing around me. We'll win. Put a confident offense around me and we'll win. He's got the case. He's got it. Let him make it. But this Luke Getty bullshit's got to end. Like, man, screen passes. Come on. This is a matching offense. It was bullshit. Take care. Jason, uh, my name is Cole. Uh, I've been a Bears fan for 30 years. And um, I just... I got to call this as I see it. You've been tweeting about it all night, but they're railroading Justin Fields. I'm not saying that there haven't been plays that he hasn't perfectly executed, that, that he is, that he is, you know, exempt from making mistakes, but you cannot tell me that a rational functional coaching staff would call the same types of screens over and over and over again with piss poor and negligible results. 
And then to tell me that, you know, this organization is remotely giving him a fair shake when every time they're on a national broadcast, the same talking points are brought up. You can't tell me this stuff isn't being spoon-fed from the coaching staff. I mean, here's the thing. If you told me or you or anybody else in 2006 who's a Bears fan that we would have a talent like Justin Fields fall in our lap after what we saw, you know, for years prior and then, you know, during the Super Bowl. And then, you know, if you told us in 2012 that we would get a quarterback like this, you know, years later, we would all be ecstatic for it. And we would root for it and we would do everything we could in our power and implore the people in charge and power to surround this kid to make sure he succeeded. And instead, we railroaded him the same way we railroaded every other quarterback. We, have, we don't have the proper infrastructure around him. And we have failed him because as much as I like Ryan Poles, he has hired fucking Barney Fife as his head coach, a mealy-mouthed son of a bitch who hired an offensive coordinator who either really doesn't like Justin Fields or has no concept on how to call plays. Either one's got to be true. I'm I'm sorry, and I try not to rant like this, but this really upsets me because I see how this ends. And you've tweeted about it tonight, and I, and it makes my stomach turn every time you say it. He's going to go somewhere, and he's going to ball out because somebody's going to give a damn enough to invest in him, run what he does well, and actually care about him as a player. And we are going to wear egg on our face, and we're going to draft some other quarterback and then be shocked that somehow we're back at square one. I can't keep doing this. And I'm telling you right now, if they run fields out of town, I really got to think about my favorite. You know, I owe it to myself to try to find better things because this is, this is just ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and I have, I have a lot of respect, you know, for what you guys do in media because I don't know how you guys do it week after week. Just, you know, seeing stupidity and then being told that somehow – you know, it's actually intelligent thought, you know, by these coaches. It's just ridiculous. Jason, I appreciate you, and uh, take care. Peace. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WIT it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland visit 100 visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in west virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming hope is here visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24/7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8 hope ny or text h o p e n y in New York